And to me, it's a very unique uh, confession because it's pulled out of scriptures. Uh, when the Lord first opened my eyes to this scripture, I was really shocked. I didn't know that was there in the scripture. I read, you just go over it without thinking. But then I realized, unless God opens my ears, I can't hear and not really understand. Sometimes people misunderstand what is being said against my own life. So it's a very important thing to see that only God can give me ears to hear what is being said. Otherwise, it's just nonsense. As it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 24, it says, this is The word of God is foolishness to those who are perishing. This is, doesn't make sense. Those people are crazy. That's what they say. And I used to say that, God help me. <laughs> I used to say that they are all nuts. They go to church, what are they doing over there? But God help me. I pray that God will meet your needs today and speak to your heart and let you know that you are his beloved and he truly loves you, especially this time uh, where we are celebrating the greatest event, one of the greatest events ever happened to the earth when Jesus came, when God became a man to live with us. That's an amazing thing. And then he died, he rose again to let us know there is hope for us in the future, even after this life. Let's make our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I am not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Um, that's a strange thing. Uh, because uh, my message, I was going to end with something, and right now, I feel like I should start with the ending. That doesn't mean you are living here real fast. Okay, you still be here. The coming of Jesus is the fulfillment of prophecy. Not just one prophecy, but prophecies. Right from the very beginning, if you open the Bible and you read, and you see the story of Adam and Eve, the very first man on earth, man, mankind on earth. If you've never read the Bible and you're reading for the first time, it's hard to take in. What's going on? They didn't listen to God. And then you realize everything that we're going through today, the pain, the sorrows, that God intended originally meant so well for mankind, and these two guys blew it. And I got to go through this. I, some, I, my, when I was young, I was mad at them. What's the matter with you? You ate just for a fruit? You caused me so much pain? And then I had to look to myself uh, and realize, I've done a whole lot more than they did. In not listening to God. But right in the midst of the chaos 
and the pain, the darkness that had come into the earth at that stage and everything had changed. The order, everything changed. There was so much darkness. They didn't die. Just like God says, the day you eat of the fruit, you will die. But spiritually, connecting with God who created them, that was gone. No more fellowship with life. No more fellowship with light. It was all darkness. And in the midst of it, you find the gentleness and the love of God that God hadn't changed at all. They had leaves to cover their nakedness. And it seems like God says, what's that? But God himself, he killed an animal. I don't know how he prepared the skin. And the people that had just rebelled against him changed because of nature. God was still kind to them. And clothed them with the animal skin, and in the midst of it, God is saying, I still want them. And God made a word of prophecy there. He gave a word. It says, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the, head of the serpent. And in my mind, I think Satan was so confused. He knew God would not say something that would not come to pass. And in my mind, please forgive me, I believe that he thought one of those two kids, Cain and Abel, will be it. One of those people will bring destruction to me, so he made one a murderer and killed the other one. And that's why 1 Corinthians tells us if the princes of this world had known, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They Satan can't figure God out. He's too big. Amen. He's too great. Can't figure what's in his mind and how he works his things. God's that great. And you know, God's that great towards you today. In the beginning, the Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was dark. It says the earth was without form and void. Chaos. The earth was there, but it was without form and it was void. And then God said, let there be light. In my mind, and I believe it's scripture because God talks a lot about light. Light is the beginning of order. When your eyes are open, you got light, there is now the beginning of order in your life with regards to God. That's why the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. In Him was life. And the life was the light of man. Light is the beginning of order. Once you get a hold of the truth, light, you're free. 
that we were born into darkness because of sin. What's good for one person is really not good at all. We have to have light. And so God's promise came to pass when in the story of Christmas, the birth of Jesus, beginning with Zachariah and Elizabeth, and how God, God has a way of doing his things. You can't figure him out. But Zachariah and Elizabeth, Mary and Joseph, they were a great part of the Christmas story. But at, the, at that time, all of a sudden, so many scriptures that have been spoken began to be fulfilled. One after the other. One after the other. The virgin birth prophesied unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. He's here. The Son of God. So I titled the message, God's Sunrise is upon us. God's Sunrise is upon us. And you hear those words, I picked that from the mouth of Zachariah, Elizabeth, John the Baptist's father. When the angel appeared to him and spoke to him and said to him, you know, you've prayed. Your prayers are answered. And the guy is going, which one? Because they prayed when they were young. But God had his purpose. And waited until they were old. And he had given up. But every time you pray, your prayer never goes unanswered. God has it. And he has his time. Can I hear an amen? There's always a time of fulfillment. There's always a time of fulfillment. God doesn't ignore anyone who prays to him. Sinner or saint. That's the truth. Mm. Sinner or saint. When you direct your cry out to God, he's never forgotten. And he's never unheard. Especially when you are calling for mercy. He's never unheard. God heard. But... Zachariah had already given up, but God hadn't. That's why the Bible says, even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful to us. To us. And Zachariah, after the fulfillment of that word that was given to him by angel Gabriel, his mouth was open, he could hear, and he began to speak and to tell us what was about to happen. And that's where the title of the message is taken from. To give knowledge of salvation, he says, to his people. By the remission of sins. So when God forgives your sins, and you ask for forgiveness, then you gain the knowledge of salvation. What this is all about. 
the remi- through the remission by or through the remission of sins, through the tender mercies, the tender mercy of God, with which the day spring, other translation says, the sunrise. With which the day spring from on high has visited us. The sunrise from on high has visited us. To give to those who sit in darkness. And the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. To give light. Did you say the word back there? To give light to those who sit in darkness. So after seeing mankind. We stayed in darkness, everyone trying to hope, doing their own things, but in the shadow of death. And now he's giving us light. Since Jesus came, there is no more darkness. Light has come. You can be saved. It's God's way. It says to give light to those who sit in uh, darkness and the shadow of death. To guide their way into the way of peace. To guide their feet into the way of peace. The day star from on high has visited us. The sunrise from on high has visited us. And the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. So Jesus, that's the sunrise... He's come to live with us. He's visiting. He visited with us. He's back home, but he's visited with us. And he left his light here. This is one way of God. God, when he visits, things change. He may not visit for many years, but that doesn't mean he doesn't see what's going on. But whenever he remembers his covenant, he visits. You may be going through something in your life and it's been long in your life and you're wondering if this will ever disappear from your life. How am I going to get a hold of this? Now, if you have a voice, cry out, God will visit. And the day he visits you, things will change. This is the way of the Lord. And he tells us this, you can think about that from the days of uh, the children of Israel in Egypt, God visited them. This is what the scripture says in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression. If you're feeling oppressed in any way in your life, it could be financial oppression, it could be in your relationship, maybe something happened to you when you were younger, and it's still affecting your life today. I don't care what the situation is. God hears and he sees it. That's what it says. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry. May he hear your cry today. That cry for freedom. From under that oppression. For the Jews for about 430 years. 
They probably thought God had forgotten them. But God said, I have heard your cry. And the next word is so important. And I have heard your cry because of their taskmasters. For, because I know their sorrows. I'm intimately connected to what they're going through. I know what you're going through. God knows exactly what you're going through right now as you see it before him. I know. He knows. So he says, so I have come down. Can you say with me, God has come down? At Christmas, this is a special time for you to believe that God has heard and he knows what you've been through, what you're going through, and he has come down. That's what the scripture says. That's the days uh, the sunrise visiting us. I have come down. So I have come down to deliver them. Not just coming down. The coming of Jesus is for your deliverance. He just didn't come to visit with us. He came to visit and to deliver us. To seek that which was lost. That's what he came to do. He said, I have come down to deliver them from the hands of their enemies. From the hands of the Egyptians. And to bring them to a land that is good and large. Flowing with milk and honey. You see, God never takes you from where you are and gets you to a place that is worse than where you were. Never. When God delivers you, he takes you to something better. Because what? His love for you is so strong. He doesn't want you to stay. Now, I understand how people think. I know. I've heard that. That's your mistake. I heard it. And you're not thinking God will or is able. God wants to do that for you. That's why you're here. That's why he's speaking to you. I know the Holy Spirit is speaking more to you than you hear him from my mouth. You just think you're thinking. No, that's God speaking to you. And you have to believe he wants to deliver you. He says, I know what you're going through. But he wants to take you to a land. The key is believing him. Even before you get there. You know, Moses brought the words. He said to the children of Israel, God's come He's come down from heaven. Really? He's come down from heaven to deliver us. To visit with you. You know what the children of Israel in their time did? This is what they did. In Exodus chapter 4 verse 31. So the people believed. Everyone, would you say with, with me, believe? They believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, what did they do? They bowed their heads and they worshipped. They thanked him. The day star, the sunrise has visited you today. 
Would you bow your head and worship him and thank him that he's seen and heard. He's felt your affliction and he's here today. By faith, every one of us who decides in your heart, I'm receiving that. You get your deliverance today. Whether you're sick in the body, you get your deliverance today. If it's your finances, you get your deliverance today. No matter what the situation is, if you will believe and worship, God will perform so many miracles on your behalf until you are out of the land of Egypt. Can I hear an amen? Until you are out of that place where you are oppressed. It's the truth. It's the truth. Jesus said, if you can only believe, all things are possible. A lot of people want to beg God to do something. All God is asking from you is believe me. That's all. It's called the righteousness of faith. Once you believe God and you're righteous, guess what you have over your life? Favor. Mercy actually means favor. It's according to the mercy of God that the day spring from on high has visited us. He's the favor of God upon your life. That's why he came. He came for your favor. Your favor. To favor you. That's why Jesus came. You know what it is? It is for your freedom. For your freedom. That's number one, your freedom. That's what Zachariah found out after God opened his mouth. It's an interesting story. The angel Gabriel came to him and said to him, uh, your prayers are answered. Uh, your wife Elizabeth, who is old, she's going to have a child. The guy said, huh? He knew it was an angel. I'm old. Please don't lie to me, okay? And the angel said to him, I know you don't believe me. And I know this, your little mouth is going to cause us a lot of trouble in this miracle. So I'm going to shut your mouth up and nobody's going to talk to you. So you're not going to hear anything and you're not going to say anything till my miracle takes place. Maybe God needs to shut out a lot of us. Shut our mouth so we don't keep cussing ourselves out. Even though God's given the promise. Say, yes, I know God said that, but what are you butting about? Like I usually say, your butt is in the way. Get it out of the way and let God bless you. God wants to do this. And so that's what happened. So when God opened his mouth, when John the Baptist was born, man, he, was his, he got some inspiration. And he had the Holy Ghost on him and he had some things to say. And they came from his heart and from God. He had revelation. You know, <laughs> if you haven't spoken a word for nine months, you have a lot to say, right? <laughs> for nine months, he couldn't hear nothing. He couldn't say any word. Now his mouth was open. Now he's got a lot to say. He's been thinking. And God has been speaking to him. And that's what he had to say to us. In Luke chapter 1 verse 71. That we should be saved from our enemies. Who is we? What does that mean? That's you. And that's me. Hey, please. Your enemy is not your wife. 
Okay? Please, uh, to balance that up, your enemy is not your husband. <laughs> He's not your boss. He's not your co-worker. Okay? He's not that one that's lying about you. That's not your enemy. They don't have any hold over your life. Only what you give to them. Your enemy are powerful demons and forces. But God has come to deliver you from the hands of your enemies. They are the ones against your life, against your family, against your uh, marriage, against your finances, against your joy, against everything that's life in your life. God against them. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all those who hate us. To perform, guess what it says? To perform the mercy. What did I say mercy means? To perform the favor. God's favor is being performed right now over your life. Can I hear an amen? I know a lot of people say, yeah, but I don't feel that. It has nothing to do with feelings. It has to do with whether you believe it or not. Every man's life can be changed. Every situation is subject to change when God comes in. And God only comes in when you believe. If you say, God, I want to change in my life. I haven't changed. I know myself. I know, you know, I, I, I get this scripture where he says, I would rather have you hot or cold, not lukewarm. I know that's for everybody. And a lot of Christians are caught in that. They are neither hot or cold. They just go to church. I don't want to be that Christian. But I know I don't have the ability on my own to stay hot. Right? So I beg God, okay? I'm giving you a secret. I beg him. Please, God, don't let anything or faith, whatever it is, don't let me get out of that place where I have my passion for God remains the same. Yes. I ask him for that. And you know what? I know he has he showed me. I have no doubt in my heart. God heard me. You know why I know he heard me? That's his will. And he says, if anyone asks anything according to his will, he'll give it to you. And I know he can't lie, so I know he heard me. I don't have to be worried about that. He heard me. That's my heart's desire. He'll give me the desires of my heart. I want to be close to God. I know he heard me. And he can hear you the same. You can do exactly the same. Cry out to God. And he heard you. Because it's the day of his favor. It's the day of God's favor. <laughs> when a favorite son comes to daddy, ask him for something, even if daddy doesn't have it, guess what he does? He says, I'll give it to you. And he says, God, please help me. You know, I can't do it. And he goes to find a way to make it happen. And we are all his favorite. Every single one of us. He hates to see us suffer. That's why Jesus died on the cross. That's why he was born. 
so we don't have to go through what we go through. I recall Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. He said, if you had known in this your day, even in this your time, if you had known the things that belong to you, but now they are hidden from your eyes and you're suffering. He wept bitterly because they wouldn't receive. They couldn't see what God had made available to them. And so they suffer for lack of knowledge. Today is God's day of favor to perform the mercy promised to our fathers. These mercies, favors were promised by God to us in a covenant form. A covenant means if God breaks his hand, he is no longer God. That's what it is. He is to perform the favor of God on your life. Did God know some of the crazy things we've done? Yes, but it's a promise. And God, if I ask you, will God keep his promise? Yes, you know that. God will, that's faith. Believing that God will keep his promise, that's faith. That's all God wants you to do. We make it too hard so we don't receive. Just believe that God will keep his word. He promised. He didn't ask you. He made the promise. You think he'll keep his promise? Yeah. That's why I always go back to that scripture. Even if we remain unfaithful, even if we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. He won't deny himself. You know, why will he deny himself? God and his word are one and the same. I hold on to the word because God cannot deny himself. To keep his mercy to us, promised to our fathers Abraham, he swore it in, a, in an oath. To grant to us, say the word to me, grant. When you're given a grant, you didn't have it before. Now you got it, right? To grant to us that we being delivered from the hands of our enemies might serve him, how? Without fear. That's why I tell people, I've seen demons. I have no fear of demons. Amen? As a young Christian, I, I had no fear of them. God was protecting me down. I wasn't afraid of witch doctors, even the best in my country. Nigeria, and you can talk to the Nigerians. We all fear witches, right? We're all, Nigerians, are you all here? If, if, if I'm sitting on this side and somebody says, you see that lady there? She's a witch. I get my Bible. And I move to the other end. Fast, fast. <laughs> That's the way we are. And, and, and those from our place, they know. In some of these countries where they practice this stuff a lot, they know. But after Jesus came into my heart, I had no fear of him. I can take on any wish doctor. Amen. Because Jesus is in my life. I'm not afraid of demons. People have haunted houses. Where, you know, things move. Okay? And it's the as come, pastor come and anoint my home. Things are moving in the house. Oh, really? Uh, who is moving them? It's a demon. Uh, well, demons are not supposed to be here. I don't know why I'm going this way. But, 
Demons are not supposed to be moving stuff. They are not physical. And why are they moving physical stuff? And that's what scares us. Ooh, that, did you see that? He moved. He just moved. And then another noise. And the guy, he's at the house. And it's a haunted house. You know the way I see it? I know it's a demon. I say, oh, you're trying to show me what you can do? Let me show you how it's really done. Yeah. I'll pick that stuff and throw it across and say, can you do that? You're not human. You're not supposed to be here. He knows I, he knows I know the secrets. It's the secret of life. I don't have to be afraid of them. They are at the bottom of spirits. I got favor with God. He's got this favor with God. I got power with God. He's got nothing. Why should I be afraid of him? He should be afraid of me. Whenever he sees me coming, he should be saying, here comes trouble. What is he about to do now? Amen. To perform the mercy of our God. To grant that we will serve him without fear. In holiness, how many days of our life? All the days of our life. Serving God without fear. No fear. No fear of want because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. No fear of anything. To serve God, that's what the day spring the sunrise brought into our lives. To serve him without fear of anything. All the days of our lives. And that's why the scripture says, goodness and mercy follow us. That's not something to just quote. That's the truth. Goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. Can you say that with me? Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Is that true? That's what God said. That's the truth. That's the truth. <coughs> Excuse me. All I have to do is to believe it. Now, second thing. God, when Jesus came, he came to bring us dignity in life. You don't have to have your head hanging down because of circumstances of life. God can deliver you from that and give you dignity. Whatever is causing you shame in your life, any situation, it's coming from an area, may God attack that area in your life so until that thing is taken out of your life in Jesus' name. Jesus came to give us dignity. My wife said it. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. John 10.10. 10. That's what Jesus came for. That was his mission. Think about it. God sent him into this world for you. So that you can have life and have it more abundantly. What does that mean? Anything that gives you joy in life. And it's not something evil. God wants you to have more of it. That's what it means. More of it. The best of it. That's why he came. He came sent, right? 
He says, as the Father sent me. So God sent him so I can have life and have it more abundantly. I shouldn't be sickly all my life. That's not abundant life. That's the truth. I should be sin- I shouldn't be sinful all my life. That's not abundant life. Why should cigarettes have full control over my life? Paul says, I will be held bondage to nothing. To serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. I don't grant that to myself. He granted it to me because of the coming of the sunrise. We can be free. He brought dignity. You see, God, Mary, um, Elizabeth said something that, I mean, it jumped out at me. If you lived in their time, for a woman, especially supposed a godly woman not to have children, in their time, that was really bad. Because God had told them in Exodus chapter 23, I believe 25 down, he says, no one shall be barren in all the land. No one. I have taken sickness away from the midst of you, and none shall be barren in all the land, or even have a your child. Miscarriage, nothing. So they knew that God's law says if you're serving God, that shouldn't happen to you. And for the rest of that, they were going through that. No child. That was painful to Elizabeth. And you know how people do when no television, nothing to occupy them. This, the women and the men, they spend a lot of time gossip. Sometimes good gossip, okay? Good gossip. <laughs> Is that better? Just good gossip. It's still gossip, but it's good gossip. But so they spend a lot of time talking. And I'm sure Elizabeth was aware the women are talking. That's why if you read the story of Hannah, the mother of Samuel, it was a painful thing for her. The husband said, I love you more than all of the, the children and everything. That wasn't enough for her. The reproach of not being able to have a child. That was painful. And so Elizabeth and Zachariah, they've lived that and carried that all their lives. Not wondering about what the people thought about them. As a priest, as godly. But God said they were righteous. As touching the law. And the statutes of the law. And so in their mind, what's going on? Why? But the reproach was still there. May God take the reproach out of your life today in Jesus' name. Listen to what she says in Luke chapter 1 verse 25. Elizabeth, after she got pregnant with uh, John the Baptist. He says, Thus the Lord has dealt with me. May the Lord deal with you this morning in Jesus' name. Please say, an am- say amen because you are agreeing with me and God deals with you. That's very important. Amen says, so shall it be. So be it. He says, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. May God look your way today and everything that is causing you pain and shame, may God take that away from your life today. May God remove it. 
and believe God that this is a special day, that God is with you, and God, that thing has been causing you pain, and you've been crying, God, can I ever get away from, uh, get away from this? If that's your cry today, may God hear you today and take that thing away from your life and give you a blessing. Jesus specializes in doing that. And you know the story of the woman at the well. They had five husbands. I was a five husband. And, and then she decided, I don't trust men. I'm going to keep this guy. Uh, the sixth one, Jesus said, live with, with, with her. And he, she, she said, <laughs> Jesus said, he's not your husband. In my mind, uh, she says, I don't trust men. I'll keep this one. And if he acts silly, I'll kick him out. She wasn't going to marry this one. Too much pain for the divorce. And everybody talked about her, I believe. And so she went to the well by herself. So she doesn't have to deal with people. But I'm sure she thought nobody would be at the well. And she drew near, oh, 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 somebody's there. And it's a Jew. How is she going to deal with this now? And Jesus spoke to her. And you know this story. And she went out immediately to the men, those guys that have been uh, gossiping about her, okay? And saying all kinds of things about her. How many, she has a man in her house now. She's not even married. And she went to them. When Jesus comes into your heart, you lose the fear. You have no enemies. Amen? She went to her enemies. Those guys the men that had been talking about her, she went to them and she spoke to them and brought them to Jesus. She brought them to Jesus. In uh, John chapter 4, verse 39, it says that many of the Samaritans of the city believed in Jesus when they heard Jesus because of the word which the woman testified to he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they asked Jesus to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word, because of the words of Jesus. Then they said to the woman, now we believe. Not because of what you said. For we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I know we read stories, and we just go on and go, but think, look behind the scene. She was with them for those two days, right? While Jesus was preaching. And I'm sure in her heart she was saying, I hope they believe because I really know this is the Messiah. At this, during those times, they were talking to her. Right? She had become somebody. I'm sure some of the people, if I were around, I would be asking, did he, the prophet, did he speak to you first? Or you spoke to him? Those are the questions they want to know. They were not there. And then they're getting answers from her. God made her something that she wasn't. Now she had friends. And believe that even after Jesus left town, more hearing about it because they said, we now believe he is the Messiah. He is the Savior. God gave her dignity among the people. Everyone talks to her now. She knows to do right because she's connected with the Savior. 
when Jesus comes into your life, he wants to bring dignity and to remove the shame from your life. Isaiah 54 tells us, God says, I will never allow you to suffer shame or disgrace. Shame or disgrace. Amen? The sunrise is here. I'm going to close with this because I don't know what that time is. But one of the things that we normally say during the Christmas time, we love the story of the shepherds, right? How the angels, they appear to the shepherds in the field. And uh, the one angel first came and told them they were scared. And then all of a sudden, multitudes of angels came. And then they started singing to God, praising God. You wonder, in your mind, that's the way my mind works. They could have praised God in heaven, right? But they were doing it here on earth. You know why? The king was on the earth. The king was here. They all came. He says, multitude of angels. And the Bible tells us that angels... When concerning our salvation and God coming to be with us, they, from time, they don't understand it. They can't figure, why would God live with men? How? Does it make sense? They accept it, but they don't get it. But we get it. But they understand what was going to happen. And so they said, glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth goodwill towards man. If anything is happening in your life that is contrary to good, it's not from God, believe me. It's not from God. Because God's will for your life is always good. And so you can say with your mouth, I don't accept this situation in my life. And this situation must depart from me. Because God's will for your life must be fulfilled. Can I hear an amen? If you accept the word of God, you stand. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they are in agreement? God says that sin that is causing you pain is not goodwill. So if it's not goodwill, you know it's not coming from God. Reject everything in your life that's not goodwill. And embrace everything in your life that's goodwill. And let it grow. Can I hear an amen? amen? So whatever is not pleasant in your life, that thing must depart today. You know, I tell people, God himself cannot come into your life Unless you let him. He wants to. But Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens, then I'll come in. That's God himself. Now, also, I believe demons cannot come into your life. They can't influence your life unless you let them. If God can't, they can't. It's the way the world was. His principle. And everything that's evil... Coming from them cannot come to you unless you let it. <laughs> let me tell you this. 
uh, why don't you leave me alone? That won't work. Please leave me alone. That's not going to work. You know why? The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist, when Jesus was born, until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And what? The violent ones take it by force. So today, everything in your life that's not goodwill, uh, write them a quick notice. And tell them, uh, you are about to leave my house and my life. And uh, the, it says, what day? Uh, today. Today. Amen? Let it be today. Can I hear the word today? Yeah. It's today. Everything that's not good will out. Oh, you guys are not as excited. We're going to do this today. Everything that is not of good will out. And, and add the word G in Jesus' name. You know what that means? It's as if Jesus himself is the one saying it. So everything that is not goodwill out of my life. In Jesus' name. That's the way we do it. That's the way we do it. And it works. You know why? Because God's behind it. And God watches over his word to perform it. So every time a man decides, I'm going to try that. God said that. It's just like God saying to Peter, come out of the boat, right? Uh, when you act on what God says, that water, the water has just turned into concrete. Amen? You can walk on water. Amen? So we're going to walk on water today? Yeah. Am I ready to walk on water? Yeah. Am I ready? Stand up with me. Come here. Uh, we're going to experience a healing miracle this morning. Okay? Uh, come here. Come over. Come over. I told you to come. Yep. Mm. Good to see you. Good to see you. Mm. She, she had uh, scoliosis last time. And uh, we prayed for her. And everything lined up well. And now, yeah, and now the doctors are saying, uh, we don't understand this, correct me, okay? We don't understand it because she's past that age. It shouldn't be happening to her uh, at this time. So immediately I knew where it was coming from. And everything that's not of goodwill, out. So we're going to tell, tell the enemy to leave today, and she's going to be healed. I have no doubt about this, okay? You want to sit down somewhere? Sit on my chair. I'm going to check your leg to see how your back is. Because that will be a clear sign all the way to the back. Okay, give me those legs. Mm. Mm. I take this one. It's okay. I will hold that. Yeah, this one is behind some. Can you tell? No, come over here. Oh, wow. This one is behind can you tell? It's behind. So I'm going to command you to go and uh, put your hand, Angela, both of you, on her back and just pull it back. Go just rub it. Jesus is here. Move on a little bit. Well, I can tell. Just a little bit because that back is going to straighten out right now. Oh, gosh. Angela, come and look. Com completely equal. Completely equal. Okay? Yeah. Completely equal. 
Times like this will be good for them. It's completely equal. Thank you, Lord. Then stand up. Stand up. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you, spirit of infirmity, you have no hold. Her parents are here and they agree with me. Right now, in Jesus' name, I command the bones, the spine, everything to line up the way you should by the fire of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, you're healed. I need you to do this. I'm just, as it comes to me, do this. As fast, much, do it real strong. Okay, real strong. Because I believe that God has healed you. Okay? I believe God has healed you. Those legs are perfectly equal. You go check, give us news. It's no big deal for Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. If you're sick, please come up. Because uh, sickness. I believe God has healed you. I'm not going to do more. Anyone sick, prayer partners, please come up. God wants to heal. I can feel that right now. If you're sick in the body, God will heal you today. And no man can heal anyone. Jesus is showing himself to be God. That he is among his people. That's what he's doing. And so he heals to glorify his name. Not man. No man can heal. God can. And he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I believe that strongly. God is healing. Sometimes we hesitate. And... and, uh, but please come. It's God. Believe me. We just let God be God. That's what it is. We have nothing to prove to anybody. But just to let God be God. That's all we are concerned about. And God will heal this morning. God will heal this morning. You got it? Amen. Jeff should put this back up.
thank you for your patience. Would you please lift your hands up to God and give him thanks and let him know that he is your father and that you believe him with all of your heart that everything is going to be well. All is well in your life because he loves you. Father, I bless your people today. Thank you for every single one of these that's standing before you right now. God, let your grace, your favor be upon them in a mighty way in the name of Jesus. May they go out blessed. May they come in blessed. And Lord, everything they set their hands to do, I ask that you bless according to your word. Be with them. Let it be a great day for them today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Merry Christmas and greet one another with a godly kiss. Thank you.